Hello, friends. Welcome to The Bo Show. I'm your host, Bo Braden. This week's guest is my dear friend, Lynn Petrillo, conservationist, student at University of Montana. She's a dear friend of mine, and I'm very excited for you guys to meet her. Lindsay, how's it going? Going great, Bo. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. As I said earlier, this is our first guest. I would love for you to tell me how you got into being a conservationist and what drove your passion into that. Yeah. So, um, well, I grew up in Delaware and I was kind of, I grew up in a bubble and didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was you know, I was a little shit all my life. I didn't like do much. And then I got out to Montana. I decided to get into Montana and still didn't know what I wanted to do at all. Moved back home various times. And then I had this like really gnarly awakening because I had this crazy asthma attack <laughs> where I was hospitalized for like two weeks in ICU. And I kept seeing like wolves. Like I always have this dream about a black wolf. And it's a reoccurring dream. I haven't had it in like a year probably, but I was like the wolves, like they need my help. I got all excited about wolves and then and started researching wolves and doing all that. And then I got into wildlife biology at the university, still enrolled there. But I just think animals are the most helpless things on earth, but the most important things on earth. They're the ones that keep us alive, literally. And I don't think people are aware of that. Um, they feed us, they keep the ecosystems pure, and therefore we are all continuously pure and wonderful and amazing because of them. So I want to be the one to help them and keep them around for as long as I can. Okay, so <laughs> I, I came in with the understanding that you came to Montana for the wolves, but you were there before that passion started? Mm -hmm. I was there. I hated Missoula at first. It was dark and sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really hard to be in a place like that when you don't know yourself and you just don't know what's going on because you can't be happy anywhere. So yeah, it's, I was with my ex and I moved back and forth and just to be with him on the East Coast. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so then I moved back to Missoula for the wolves. Yeah, I was like, I want to be closer to animals. Like there's more animals there. But then, yeah. And a lot of people there, especially in Idaho and Montana, just do not like wolves. So mm -hmm got to put my efforts there and yeah it was for the wolves the second move definitely what initially brought you to montana school <laughs> just school <laughs> you just thought it looked cool or what was the so, process on that it's actually a funny story i so this gives hope to everybody and every like anybody and everybody because i had one of the lowest gpas in my class <laughs> graduating I had a I'll say it I had a whopping 1.8 graduating high school which is really bad 
I was definitely a late bloomer with the mind. Um, Montana was the only school I got accepted to. Oh, there is. 18 schools. <laughs> I think I even applied, I applied to ASU and didn't get in. <laughs> Which was then, I remember like tearing up when I saw that because I was like, I'm done. I'm not getting an education. <laughs> and then I got an email from uh, the university and they were like, you've been accepted. And I remember like, crying in class and everyone I think like a couple of my friends started clapping because they knew how stupid I was <laughs> and then I like showed my teacher and she's like I knew you could do it and I'm like yeah and then that was pretty much what happened there <laughs> and then yeah Montana I was like cool I like the mountains and animals I, I did like animals as much as I do now but I didn't know I was gonna work with them at the time but I was mm -hmm. just like what am I gonna do maybe I'll just go in undecided and that's what I did <laughs> so your Instagram bio, I was I was doing my Lindsay research before this, um, and it is correct me if I'm off a little bit, but it's be nice to those who came before us. Be nice to the beings that were here before us. Yeah. Would you explain that a little bit? Yeah, um, just having respect for, you know, not only the animals that were here before you, but like elders and stuff, like the wisdom that comes with age. And the, mm -hmm. um, I think just so many people nowadays are just very disrespectful and have the largest egos I've ever seen in my life. And we all have ego, you know, it's hard to get rid of it completely, but it's, I just think being selfless is really important. And that's just not what I see, you know, and people, I mainly think about that in the aspect of wolves too, like people like hate them so much but they know nothing about their biology and like their beneficial aspects and so it's really difficult to deal with those people but at the same time like just being good and kind to everybody and everyone that was here before us and not leaving them behind so so for me my view on wolves is very limited to what you've told me and then the the people that live in montana who tell me oh no we need to get them out like they they kill our our, our livestock and all that. So, so what are these benefits of having them that you talk about? So when you see like a, uh, a herd of elk, for example, and they're just sitting there, standing there, they're not, if there were no wolves, they would just stay in a given area and just graze and walk and tramp along the, you know, landscape and just kind of ruin everything. So those wolves, like, Wolves and any predator will push animals and kind of keep the flow going. It's like literally the circle of life, you know, like we got to keep everything going. And they also, um, they kill mainly like sick and older elk and like any, like they'll see like a sick thing and they'll get rid of it. So it kind of keeps the herd healthy and well, mm -hmm. but really just that it just, they're beneficial for everything. There's really cool videos about Yellowstone that, show the aspens grew back and the rivers flowed better you know like they just really help with everything who who was your hero growing up stevie nicks <laughs> go into that i just thought she was a badass i like i liked her witchy spirit and her you know poetic tones and i just liked the way she was and i I thought I kind of looked like her. I had like dirty blonde hair yeah. and I was like, 
and I love to sing. I would go to bars and sing with my dad. He'd like make me go do karaoke and I'd always sing Stevie Nicks and stuff. And yeah, I just really liked her. I thought she was really cool. And I still do love her, but my hero now is like uh, Doug Smith and Rick McIntyre. And those are like old heads in Yellowstone that are just badasses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> who was your hero? My grandpa. Oh, <laughs> uh, my, my grandpa, Jim Braden, uh, you know, he he grew up in Walla Walla, Washington. Uh, so ugly, they named it twice um, <laughs> on the on the Palouse. Uh, his his dad was a orphan that started a Walla Walla sweet onion farm and so came up uh, growing onion. Yeah, yeah. Great grandpa. Uh, he would he would take the, the sweet onions out of the ground and bite him like an apple uh you just build different i guess that's badass and like yeah love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh but yeah grandpa grandpa jim grew up with his uh two younger brothers the the three walla walla cowboys jim john and gerald raising hell um oh no. and kind of kind of came up from nothing and and built a life for himself sent himself to college and uh you know, started his own business and he's just the most forward thinking, like for an 80 year old man, like you don't expect him to properly gender your trans friends and that kind of, but you know, he, he wants to do the right thing and learn and, and be respectful. And, you know, he, he's just a really amazing man that I hope I can be like, so that's my hero. I think that's really cool how, <laughs> an older generation can be progressive and not stick to their own ways, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's such exactly. a problem I notice as well. <laughs> exactly. You talked about that witchy spirit that Stevie Nicks has. Um, tell me more about that. And is that something that's important in your life? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty important in my life. I, you get this vibe from certain people, you know, and it's not like, it's not like a, I shouldn't say vibe. It's like, it's like they're their own entity. They don't, I don't know what it is about it, but she just like, there's like a couple people that have done it for me in my lifetime so far. And like Stevie Nicks is one of them. And I think a lot of people notice that with her. Um, but yeah, I think, she's very light. Like there's just a light essence about her. I can't explain it. Um, she's just a badass. Like she just like, I remember I saw her in concert and she was like, all right guys, I brought my old chest out here. You know, Tom Petty and I wrote this next song on his bed in his basement. Like she was just like really just the way she spoke when she was like performing and stuff was really fucking inspiring and really like lovely and light. And I just got like this, dark and light energy from her if that makes sense as well like she had it balanced out pretty well <laughs> and yeah <laughs> i got you, you know? would you go into more on how you like feel other people's spirit again like i i'm very <laughs> new to to learning about spirituality and dimensions which i want to ask you more about later um but again, you know, growing up in a in Vancouver, Washington, and going to Christian school, 
6th through ninth, uh, worldview's a, lim- a little limited there. So there's light and dark that exists on different planes. And in order to have light, you need to have dark, darkness. And with darkness, there's light. And balancing those out is key. And that's not something you can like control on a switch. It takes like a lot of self-work and growth. And I'm still like so early on my timeline into figuring out, you know, the end point with all this. But I guess like, where do I start? (laughs) There's so much that goes into it. Like there's so many different things. Like what would you... I don't know. Start, start at your, your personal level and, and how you got into it that way. So the, the law of one, it's like we all come from one cell. Like biologically speaking, we are all one. Like I am you, you are me. Everything is interconnected. Everything in the world is interconnected. So that's the first step to understanding like your journey is like realizing that and politics aside everything negative in life aside you have to focus on that and you have to focus on the fact that our planet is so small in the grand scheme of things and the levels that we will go through and adapt through is like insane and that's the stuff I'm still learning um but I think it's important to first you need to be happy with yourself that is like the way you're gonna transform your life into like this more spiritual cool thing um and I still get like really unhappy you know and like we all have to work on ourselves and kind of better ourselves so we can help other people I'm sure you've heard that saying like you can't make anyone else happy until you're happy and that's Mm. so true and you also have to like let go of your ego completely I talked about that a little bit earlier so many people have such inflated egos when you don't need to have a big ego to help anything, you just do it. Like you just are light (laughs) and you harvest your darkness in you. It's there, but you give your light that you have, you know? So it's all about managing that and projecting it onto people and things and beings of any sort. And, and how do you take that when, like you said, you can, feel other people's spirit you said or or aura I, I don't remember the the term you said but yeah. how do you take that with meeting other people so I think going into meeting people I always have a very open mind like extremely open I never judge and I'm always just like I think I judge in the moment that I'm speaking with a person so I can understand them better And usually I'm like judging correctly and not like judging in a negative way, just being like, hmm, like this person has an ego. (laughs) This person is in a progression state, you know, like this person, like when I met you, like I was just like, this person looks just like me. (laughs) Like that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, we're both blonde and like smiles. And then I noticed that you're just like, yeah, you have this. I can tell you have a lot going on in inside of you. And I think that's what is so cool is to be able to tell that with people. And I think it's important to be in people's lives when you need to be. And that just happens naturally. Like it's nothing, it's never planned. The universe 
has it planned, but you don't. So I think being able to tell people's, I wouldn't say aura, because like, I suck at that. Some people can really see the aura like coming off them. I can only see that when I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But Thank I you think, for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, just getting the first read is really important. And then choosing to spend more time with that person is definitely a universal urge. Like you just like, there's a reason for that. Whether it's to fix the person not fix but like help them be their catalyst essentially kind of open their mind to new ideas or to just like be there listen like be their little personal diary essentially so I think doing that can definitely help a person really understand people and I do that a lot with people um and I know a lot of people better than they think I do (laughs) because I just don't say anything I just keep it to myself and like my little secret power (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean I think you do a great job of that with you know a a lot of people uh, myself included give the best advice but don't take it themselves and what you're saying with being someone's diary like like I swear every time I talk to you is like a therapy session like I I just feel like a weight lifted off of me and that's why I was so excited to have you on as my first guest is I think you helped me reach levels of myself that like I didn't think I could get to so this was uh, a big reason why I wanted to have you on first so that makes me so happy Oh, Bo. <laughs> okay. Now, after now after I blew up your ego, I do want to yeah. talk about. <laughs> I do want to talk. I thought. Mm-hmm. Your uh, your your crazy ghost story you told me the other day. Oh, the little like demon man. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I well first, I've seen so many ghosts in my life, and like felt them and they've like whispered like Lindsay in my ear and stuff and I'm like what the hell <laughs> and yeah the other night I had a weird encounter and I wasn't you know I don't know what the hell my dog my dog started like borking like little like bork bork <laughs> it wasn't like a loud thing it was just like little mm-hmm. like things he was and, alarmed yeah and his like you know he was just like looking up at the door and I was like moose like shut up <laughs> like pushed him a little bit and was like shut up (laughs) and then I went back to bed and then like he kept doing it and I like look up and there's like imagine imagine the haircut of coconut head from Ned's Declassified imagine that haircut this little goblin troll man with that haircut looking at me like holding the door open moose looking right at it and I'm like I look at it and then all of a sudden I just get like sleep paralysis and then I start sweating and I'm like there's a fucking troll in my room (laughs) I was like just like in complete frozen mode and I just fell asleep I was like wait you just fell asleep after that yeah I couldn't it was either like not move and like look at the ceiling and sweat or like just go to sleep because I mean it's like Man, I wish I could just decide to go to sleep and that kind of that kind of stress. College football won't even let me sleep like that. I can't imagine when a fucking demon troll's looking at me. 
And like, I'd be I'd waking be- up in panic attack mode because I'm afraid I'm not going to wake up in time for my, my weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I feel like if you saw that thing looking at you, you'd be like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed. Like, that What do happen. you mean? Like, I, I had, if you have sleep paralysis, you can't move. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, stuck like a, a stiff as a board like I just couldn't move and I was like I either seriously just like think about this thing I, I actually it wasn't like an immediate like all right I'm just gonna go to bed I think I like sat there for probably like 10 minutes just like mm-hmm. holding moose <laughs> and I'm like good boy <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for waking me up for that <laughs> and then then I was like all right I'm gonna fall asleep it was so late too and it's like that late you know, <laughs> if it were like I mean, 7 p.m., <laughs> I would be like probably up for the night, but like not going through my doorway. <laughs> mm-hmm. You might see him like come in behind me, honestly. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you first told me this story, you said you had a feeling of calm with it. And that's like, I'm still so shocked by that you could go back to sleep after that but would you tell me about that feeling of calmness and what you were experiencing in that yeah so I think I mentioned to you that it was probably a hallucination but at the same time my dog saw it so I don't know it could have been I I don't know it could have been anything but I felt at ease with it because I've encountered ghosts before and it was (laughs) pretty, pretty just like, oh, hey, but at the same time, like, haven't seen you before, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) And I had mentioned that I feel us as humans, our brain is so powerful that we can project our inner darkness into literal physical things that we hallucinate and that we see. And that happened to me with that. Like, maybe I maybe I have a little angry troll in my personality and I like projected him onto my, into my door, you know? And he like, was like reminding me like, don't be a bitch tomorrow, Lindsay, you know, like you never know. (laughs) Cause like, I think if anybody hallucinates something like that could possibly be them dealing with something or, Mm -hmm. you know, a thing that we don't want to like admit to ourselves but I still don't know what it was. Like, I don't know what the message was that it was trying to give me because it was just, like, looking at me. <laughs> just with this ugly face. I, can't, I wish I could draw. <laughs> and that could be, like, the You need to go into, like, a, uh, you know, the, the, the eyewitness accounts, the people that, that sketched the... Yeah. The that, face. yeah. So he was, like, three foot three... <laughs> I think they would, like, not be able to draw him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his eyes, I totally forgot to mention, his eyes were, like, just white little lights. Like, it wasn't, it was, like, headlights. Oh, like, not I... bright. Like, it was just, like, headlights looking at me, but they were obviously not shining on me. But that's what his eyes look like. Maybe it was a girl. I don't know. Maybe it was a really ugly chick. I have Yeah, no we idea. don't want to assume the troll's gender. <laughs> they were ugly (laughs) yeah they were ugly whatever it was Mm -hmm. but it was probably something inside of me that i don't like and then that was what i got from it so and 
could you feel in that moment that like that's where the calm came from knowing that that was from you and not some kind of outside thing like that's what I'm so taken aback by yes um I don't think I registered that in the moment but I think subconsciously I did so that's why it was okay because I I felt like in control of the situation because like obviously there's no troll in my house you know I don't know but if if my dog was barking at it I like I think I would just melt like I'd probably like I don't know if I'd be able to function after that if my my little dog saw it but yeah I mean it was I think maybe he I mean dogs are very smart they're very very smart and intuitive and maybe he was like well in keen to supernatural things right but maybe maybe he just saw the bad side of me and he didn't like it and he was just like go away mom bad side of mom (laughs) like maybe who knows like I mean but it's it's definitely something that made me feel yeah very calm afterwards and like I felt, I mean, I fell asleep. So that's probably, yeah. It, I think it was just had to do with subconscious, the subconscious and how I reacted to it because I knew in way back in my brain that it was okay. But, you know, I don't really know how the brain works, but yeah. wherever like the surface level stuff is, that was <laughs> where I was kind of like scared in the moment, but at the same time. When did you become aware to, because like you said, you've seen, ghosts all these times like when did you become aware to it being like your own projections well there's I think that was one of the first that was probably the first time that I've seen something and it could have been my own projection because the other times were like very like I heard footsteps people talking to me like um, things would move glasses would break like just things like that would happen. So that was real. Like, that's like, I don't know what the hell that is. I think this is kind of off topic to your question, but I think when, and there's a term for this, but I'm not sure what it is, but when something so crazy happens, like when a lot of energy is released into one space, like say like a brutal, like all these haunting movies, like a brutal murder happens and it's haunted because so much energy is exerted in that moment that it sticks Mm -hmm. around. So like, if someone were to, you know, die peacefully, I don't think that area would be haunted. If mm-hmm. there was a lot of happiness and like so much energy was in that moment, like you were so happy and like you got engaged or you got married here. And then like, there's so much to look into, but like I, the, the exertment of energy in a space, I believe can cause something to be haunted, whether it's negative or happy, but the happy part I need to look into like, do you do you think that's how like holy spaces are created you know like i'm not r- religious really like i don't i don't know i'm going through that right now figuring out what i what i believe but like do you think these holy spaces are created off that what you're saying with all the like the exertion of energy whether it be positive in worship that space is created off of people's projection exertion of that energy yeah i think that with religion i think that a building is built to provide 
service to people. And Mm -hmm. I think the feeling that every single individual in that building has gives off so much energy in one space. They feel safe, you know, they feel happy, they Mm -hmm. feel angry, like it's so much happening in one space. So I think the concept of having a safe space to go to and just like nestle down in, how long is church usually? Like a couple hours? I don't really. Well, I mean, it depends on your race. That's that's no, very. That, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I always hear because my you know like we'll we'll go into the my white people church and we can get a forty five minute service in but then I hear from my black friends that their Sunday's a full day so it's a, full day. It's a commitment <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. like I mean the singing the crying the cheering the applauding I accidentally clapped I went to church like once. And I clapped by accident in the service. I thought you were supposed to like clap in response to like what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But you're not <laughs> in, in some cases. Um, but yeah, all that like energy being like given off, like in a football stadium. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a vibe in a football stadium. Like you go in there, mm-hmm. it's a feeling. Cause like, and it's a familiar feeling because of all of that same energy that's being exerted. <laughs> so it's really neat. I go into like trying to think like Fuddruckers that's a vibe (laughs) because it's just like so familiar and like everyone's like Fuddruckers I mean I haven't been to one in a while but I'm getting that tattooed on my lower back (laughs) Fuddruckers is a vibe (laughs) can you say on your lower ass (laughs) on my on my lower back my upper ass I guess that's more appropriate Mm-hmm. My tram stamp has Fuddruckers in it, which is very on brand. You know, after after living my my couple months in Montana, I guess it just makes sense that I would get a Fuddruckers tram stamp. Yeah. Have you ever had a Fuddruckers burger? Yeah, with their fake nacho cheese on top. I mean, I was like I was like eight years old the last time I went to Fuddruckers. I was I mean I was a fan. Like I thought it was so sick that you could just like go up and pump your own cheese on a burger, not thinking about how disgusting of a concept that is. And I'm just pumping cheese onto fried meat. I, want, I don't. Think, <laughs> I haven't been to Fuddruckers in like three years, probably. But that is gnarly. I used to pump the mayo onto my burger. <laughs> oh God, go to hell. I love Something that I ask people that I got from you, um, which I, I think you always ask the dopest question is, what's the coolest thing you've learned in the past two weeks? Huh. Oh, yeah. I learned that <laughs> there's um, a Bengal tiger in India that has recorded to kill up to 450 people in its lifetime. Like, a singular tiger did that, and that is insane to me. Mm -hmm. And that Siberian tigers are in Eastern Russia. I didn't know that. I thought that's really cool. And I told Bo this, I want to start, yeah, like, learning Russian, because I would love to go work with them one day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I want to actually, like, be able to speak the native tongue. Mm -hmm. I think I learned... Let me try and remember this. <laughs> Eta moi drug bo. <laughs> and, I don't know and, if that's right. I tried saying this is my friend Bo. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. What about you? What's the coolest thing you've learned in the past two weeks? Um, well, it was more of like a realization. So have you have you heard of Neuralink? 
So this new technology coming out that, that Elon Musk is uh, building right now, and it's called Neuralink, where it's some chip like implanted on your brain, like, uh, like Black Mirror, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't looked a ton into like all the ins and outs of it, but like helping with um, like memory. And, and again, I haven't looked a ton into it, but like Black Mirror is a TV show that like has kind of concepts like that. And then I just watched this new show on Amazon Prime um, called Upload. Mm-hmm. And it's like off that concept of like the, like downloading your consciousness and then putting it in this digital afterlife and so you have these these chips in your brain that's collecting your your data and man like people worry about old tweets resurfacing like i don't want what i was thinking about when i was 12 to get out there on twitter but (laughs) um like collecting your your data and all that and then like putting your consciousness you essentially but not your physical self in this digital afterlife and super sick concept like really like takes away a lot of like people's fear of death um and like knowing like you'd still be able to live on and kind of breaking into that eternity and maybe like that would be the next step in our evolution is like getting away from our physical bodies and getting more into to vr and you know developing as a society online which is scary but i was watching that show and i was thinking to myself while it's collecting all this data on you like and this is this is a hypothetical about a hypothetical thing Mm -hmm. but what if all that data it's collecting in like downloading your consciousness is really just creating an AI off of your own mind. So it thinks like you and talks like you and has your memories and this new, it's creating a new being instead of downloading that consciousness because I don't know how you can download someone's spirit, you know? So I'm thinking to myself watching this show, what if, you know, you, you die in that USB of Lindsay gets put into a computer and it's like, Oh my gosh, it's me. I can, I can feel, I can see this is, this is me. This is great. But really like you did die and, and your, your spirit is, is out and whatever you believe like that's in, you're in heaven or, or wherever you went, but you're in this com- a, a, a copy of yourself not not the real you is in this digital universe communicating with people still alive saying oh my gosh this is amazing i love it it's the real me i can i can feel you hear my voice like this is really me convincing all your family to to go and pay for this service and this afterlife this false belief that isn't even real just some kind of money scheme so I, i don't know that's what like some kind of realization about like a hypothetical reality that I don't even know is like in the works of being built right now, but off some TV show. So that's kind of like my profound thought of the last two weeks, I guess. That is terrifying. Like that concept 
is my biggest fear on this planet. That really? being microchipped or I am like the biggest like conspiracy person and I have been fact checking mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and I've been like wronged definitely so I can admit when I'm wrong mm-hmm. about it. But like something about microchipping, it sounds really fucking cool. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, it can do all this for me. I can remember things like mm-hmm. but that, I can have huge arms and shredded abs without having to do anything. Yeah, but and I can fuck an alien and all this shit and not not get some kind of space aids. Like, hell yeah! Like I'm I'm here for that. Like insane. I mean, <laughs> so insane. is that what would happen? You could like fuck aliens with this thing. I mean, I I think once you're in it, like, what's what are the you know the the possibilities are endless really because what can you create on a computer you just make it so a human can experience it with their eyes instead of on a tv i think it's really interesting how people see new technology and they like get like horny for it they're like wow i need that i need to know all of this about myself today like i walked 10 miles today and like, I mean, that's cool if you're tracking for like, you know, things that you need to track for. But like, the Apple Watch, I'm scared to get one. I always think it's gonna like burn me or like explode on my. Do you have one? I yeah, I got mine on. <laughs> They're listening. And it was in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see it. I'm scared of those. I'm scared it's gonna like burn my skin off. I, I don't know I, why. <laughs> I've I've worn it swimming. I've worn it in the sauna. It hasn't nothing uh, physical has happened to me. I do get the um, you know, like the the phantom text thing where where you feel like your legs vibrating, and your phone's in your pocket, but really, it's not. Have you gotten that? Have you experienced yeah. that? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know the official, but I, I'm assuming yeah, the phantom text or whatever. Um. That's like a real thing that like, I don't know the exact stat, but a lot of people experience like I've gotten that with my wrist now. So now like instead of, instead of pulling it out of my pocket, I flip my, my wrist up and I think I get an update, but it was just, you know, phantom text moving to my arm now. That's insane. That's yeah. That happens to me a lot. Like I'll like think Mm -hmm. my phone vibrated or like, I swear today I actually thought it like got bright and I looked and there was nothing. I was like, fuck yeah no and then i'm just bummed out to have no notifications again so it's it's really just a bummer Mm -hmm. have you made it anything cool lately did you make your halloween costume i did what i did um yeah i made my thor costume and like (laughs) that was my first time like really making something uh, like from start to finish not just like stitching something on something or like putting two t-shirts together and I made the mistake of being like yeah I can work with leather oh my god it's <laughs> so hard I mean like so I I had a first attempt that failed miserably I uh took so I, I got this leather and I, I bought like four and a half yards from Joanne Fabrics and always look for the coupon some some sweet grandma helped me and gave me a couple coupons of hers which you know the best love that lady um but i i got this sick just like some regular black uh pleather you know fake leather um and then this like gator skin looking one because you know that's actually like a little sexy you know we got to get slutty on halloween 
definitely. <laughs> and so I took that like gator print and I, I, I literally just like took one of my, um, I got this Harley Davidson like muscle shirt. Um, and I was like, this one fits well. And so I like laid that down on the leather and then like chalked the outline and cut that out in two pieces. And then I just sewed it together and I was like, let's see how this fits. And I looked like a Minecraft dominatrix. Oh my God. Um, like it was just like a rectangle and I was like, well, this isn't going to work. And I had it on for like maybe 45 seconds and was already musty. Like it was just so hot. And I was like, there's no way, like I'm going to be able to wear this around like more than myself photos so, of that like yeah no there was there was no way that was making it to the gram um <laughs> so we threw that to the side and i sat down for about seven hours and cut out um i took a nike dry fit nyu basketball shirt that i thrifted from the missoula goodwill Amazing. and then just like threw on like rectangles of leather to my chest and like kept adding to it and did these shoulder pieces and it turned out pretty cool and like it was nice because I, I just I only covered my shoulders and like the front so like the back was still dry fit so I could breathe in that um because I run hot like that, yeah yeah I feel that yeah Damn, well um, you to like I'll save that you. for your first official piece and put it in glass and here, here, I'll show you. Uh, That's insane. You can kind of see. And then I stitched, a, I stitched a cape on too. And so here I am with my, uh, my hammer and the cape. That's insane. <laughs> Where'd you get the hammer? Amazon. It was nice. 20 bucks. I had a gift card. So, and that was last Halloween too. Amazing. You know, I had to recycle the costume, but you know. <laughs> made the new new piece so that was that was kind of exciting i was hyped about that once i finally got it done but i think i gave myself scoliosis being hunched over at my desk trying to <laughs> sew all that leather on how long did that take it was seven hours ew that's yeah so i know <laughs> i know i was like i was like i don't know if this is what i want to do and so i was like you know what maybe i should just start this new podcast well um Lindsay. <laughs> It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for coming on. For obvious reasons, this is why I wanted you to be my first guest. So with that, thank you. Um, if people want to reach out to you, where can they do that? On my Instagram, yeah. It's public and all minds welcome. All bodies welcome. I love everybody. And thank you so much for having me. I hope we can continue to talk about more crazy things in the future. Of course. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. All right. Take care, Bob. <laughs>